welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. I wanted to talk to you today about abundant life. Because in John 10.10, Jesus says this, I have come that you may have life, and that you may have it more abundantly. That's a wonderful promise, isn't it? And I wanted us to try and unpack that today. What is this abundant life? And um, the, the, the problem is, with that wonderful promise, is that sometimes, if, say, events aren't going right, can't get a job, uh, you have just left a job and it's not working out for you, or relationship has broken down and is not good with that relationship or church life is a struggle at the moment it can make you feel like you don't have abundant life and therefore you've got to do something to find this abundant life because I mean when you look at the definition of the word abundant it's quite I mean it says definition of abundantly excessive, overflowing, surplus over and above, more than enough, profuse, extraordinary, above the ordinary, more than suffice. I mean, it's like... Does that makes sense to you guys? Yeah, they've they got it. <laughs> it's more than we can imagine. That's what Jesus is promising us. And if you look at circumstances, it can make you go, oh, where's my abundant life? We can even look at others and think, they haven't got an abundant life, have they? Because they look at the mess they're in. And, and we gauge it like that. And I think I want to try and unpack this, to try and show that it's nothing really to do with this measuring. You know, abundancy looks like all these things. It's nothing to do with measuring what Jesus gave us. So, let's start. And the bit that... I want to start with is Jacob's dream. Do you remember in Genesis 28? Let's look at those few verses. So in Genesis 28, and verses 10 to 13. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haram. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night, because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and he put his head, put it at his head, and he lay down in the place to, place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up from earth, and its top reached the heaven, and there were angels and God, uh, angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, "I am the Lord God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac." The land on which you lie, I will give you and your descendants. So here was this wonderful dream he had, and he had a, a dream of what heaven or heavenly places was like. And there was angelic activity going on between heaven and earth, and it was right where he was. And Jacob, when he has this dream, his response is that this is the tabernacle of God. God is here, right? And it's a wonderful place. All that angelic activity happening over and above where he is. So, 
we're left with that as a Old Testament picture but often what we find is that when you find a picture in the Old Testament it is fulfilled in the New Testament so when we jump over to John 1 verse 14 we find that it says that the word Jesus becomes flesh and dwells amongst us and that word dwelt that's used there means tabernacled i.e. the house of God so Jesus who became flesh and dwelt amongst us became the house of God and of course you can see that with the house of God we had that picture in the Old Testament there was going to be a lot of angelic activity over the house of God i.e. we expect to see a lot of angelic activity over Jesus and of course you can you look at numerous stories about Jesus and angelic activity and you realise it's there John 1 49-51 Jesus tells Nathanael that he would see heaven opened and angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man so over Jesus speaking to Nathanael says you are going to see an open heaven and you're going to see angelic activity over my life and so immediately you understand that the Jacob's dream in the Old Testament was a precursor to Jesus it was like a foretelling of Jesus that this wonderful activity of heaven would be over the Son of Man Jesus so we can we understand that the Jacob's dream is totally fulfilled in Jesus in Jesus' life what does angelic activity mean? It means that all of the wonder of heaven is available to him. So what was it like for Jesus? What, what did his life look like? Well, there didn't seem to be anything that was impossible, what did there? I mean, a crowd would come round to beat him up and he would walk through the crowd. He needed some money to pay taxes and there was a coin in the fish's mouth. He needed, uh, well, we were sick, and what did he do? He prayed for us, and we were well. His mum said, can we have some wine? And he prayed, and there was wine. There didn't seem to be anything impossible. He was on one side of the lake, and decides he would walk across the lake. There was 3,000 people needing feeding. I'll just take this to, you know, three, was it three loaves and two fishes? Take them, bless them and we'll feed everybody and there will be 12 basketfuls left over so upon the son of man you could quite rightly say there was abundant life it was fulfilled in him and we saw it fulfilled in this angelic activity over him and you know you you get quite excited about that you say oh that's fantastic Jesus Uh, but I'm not you and that's alright for you but where am I in all of this because you've told me that you're promising me abundant life I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly and you think gosh you're going to give life to me and you're going to give it more abundantly and you've said or you've shown me that the Jacob's dream was actually fulfilled in you and you certainly had what I would call abundant life 
Okay? And you're telling me that I am going to have that same life. So how does that work? Where do we see that in Scripture? How do we? How does it work for us as a, as people? Um, because if you're honest with yourself, you'll probably find situations in your life where you felt it wasn't very abundant over you. That's what you feel. It's not abundant. Not abundant around me. It's not abundant around you. I could find a whole list of things that tells you why it's not abundant. And I think I'd like to say to you, don't base your theology on your experience. You can make up a load of things based on your experience that may be not quite true. Base your theology on what you find in Jesus' life and what he's promising to you, and then look to see how that works out in you. Okay, so we've got Jacob's dream, wonderful dream. We see it fulfilled in Jesus, absolutely wonderful, um, very encouraging. But it doesn't stop there. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, We are the temple of God, and that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So again, if Jesus is the tabernacle, here is the same word being used for us. He says, we are the tabernacle of God. So, Jacob's dream, where he sees heaven open, the angels coming down and up in this area, and he said, this can be no other than the tabernacle of God because of all of that supernatural activity. Paul looks at all of us and says, do you know what? You're the tabernacle of God. Do you know what? The same activity that was taking place over Jacob, over Jesus, is taking place over you. The same open heaven that was over Jesus is over you. You are the tabernacle of God and that the Holy Spirit dwells within you. So here I am, this human being, and I'm being told that the Holy Spirit dwells within me. I've become the house of God. Individually, I've become the house of God. And I have an open heaven over my life. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says that it's in that individual. You know, we are the house of God as an individual. 1 Corinthians 3.16, it's the local church, is the house of God. So our church, wherever we go for our churches, it is the house of God. It doesn't matter how traditional they are, how um, charismatic they are, how Pentecostal they are. They are the house of God. Wherever you find the Holy Spirit, there is the house of God. The Holy Spirit is not just found in charismatic gifts. It's the person of the Holy Spirit who has come to dwell with us and be with us, the promise of the Father. And we see in Ephesians 2, verses 20 and 21, that it's the church universal, i.e. wherever you find the church, it's the house of God, the tabernacle of God is, is at work. So Jacob's dream wasn't just for Jesus, It was about you and me, about our local church, about the churches around us. It is that wonderful, wonderful fulfillment of Jacob's dream 
which is that supernatural activity of angelic life up and down what do angels do? they are messenger spirits they bring what God's doing to earth and minister to us and we're involved with it now most of us probably haven't had chance to see an angel that doesn't mean to say that not active around us and some people who are more you know got more sight somehow or that are able to see them it's good i haven't really seen i've got some you know you get some a mental picture of maybe what an angel is and there have been events in my own life where i've concluded that that had to be an angel it couldn't have been anything else um But I just feel that, it, in one sense, it's easier to focus on the Holy Spirit because we all sense and know it, right? Although I find that his activity, what he does, he is using the whole of the angelical host doing it. But because we can get, oh gosh, I've never seen an angel, I don't know where an angel are, and surely there's not over me, is there? But really, for the Holy Spirit, we all go, I know him. He's lovely. He's with me. So let's just focus for the moment upon the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit in you is this angelic, uh, this supernatural activity of God over your life as an individual. And Bill Johnson coined a phrase. He said that we are the gate of heaven, or the kingdom, the gate of the kingdom. So what did he mean by that? What it meant was that all, remember it says that we have a great inheritance which is Jesus right? and all that Jesus has won for us we become the gateway for that to this world right? we are the ones that are the connecting between heaven and earth we are the ones that are standing in between of what God wants to do and what he wants to do on earth he chooses to cooperate with us Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.